Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale, Season 3, Episode 7, it's called Under His Eye. How did we get to halfway through Season 3 before that title was used? Yeah, I'm shocked. <laughs> it does seem like a really obvious one that they'd have used ages ago, doesn't it? It does. I, I think I just assume they had. Yeah, that's the... I, 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 maybe there is multiple episodes called this, I don't know, I, I can't believe it took this long. They're all called it. To use this, but... um. Yeah, so this episode uh, is about June trying to kind of start the the planning of an escape, but with Hannah. So, yeah. so she's talking to the Martha who, who at, at the store with the Martha who works in the house uh, with her with Hannah, and tries to arrange a meeting uh, at the school, and uh, her her walking partner's kind of being nosy and listening and keeping an eye on her. Um, she's been terrible all season, so this isn't surprising. It's, oh, it's not surprising. She's especially terrible in this episode, though. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, we start the episode with uh, their sort of standard hanging ritual where the handmaids are, are forced to be the ones to pull the ropes to yeah. uh, to hang people, um, which is relevant in this sense because it bookends the episode because we come back to this at the end. Um, yeah. so have we a, seen this before? Because it felt familiar. I, I think we have. We've definitely seen a version of it. I don't know if it was the exact same, like, three yeah. rope system but we definitely have seen hangings before um yeah it's always funny i think this episode's kind of frustrating in a way because i do think there's elements of it that feel kind of wheel spinny in terms of yeah if if it feels a in a bit of a lull yeah it feels like we're kind of going through the motions of what we typically do but there are some standout moments that i think are handled very very well um i i think uh, partic- particularly the, the you know th- this plot to get to the school and like they let in because she she can't walk out alone and go to go to this school so she or she has this plan to talk uh, Mrs Lawrence into it and yeah. she makes her agree and it actually feels kind of shitty on June because she's kind of like sweet talking her to like go outside with her under the pretense that it's good for her but it's really yeah she's got her own agenda I mean, it kind of is good for her. To a point. To to a point, but she does have this, and she does admit this to her. Like you know, they get like halfway, and they have this encounter with the the, the Putnam uh, wife, uh, mm. and they see the and she's like noticing this feels kind of weird. Uh, but she she she's honest and says no. Well, like I, I this is my chance to see my daughter. This is why I wanted to go out. Um, and she gives her the choice of going home, and she says no. Let's let's go do it. Let's carry on. Yeah. And unfortunately, the guardian they thought they were going to see that the the Martha said, oh, this one's a friend, uh, isn't there. And they don't let June in for a start. So June has this moment where she can hear the kids playing inside, like over the wall. Because there's a wall with a barbed wire like top. Like it's, it's a high wall as well. It's like, it's like a prison wall. that They really take the security of these kids very seriously. Not surprising given that kids are their most, you know, <clears throat> precious resource. It's, it's very much obviously consistent with the show up until this point, but... Uh, I did. I did think that some of the, sh- the moments here were, were quite well done, like the the, the over the head shot. You know, see, seeing the kids playing the other side of the wall and her against the wall, and uh, the kids seeming perfectly happy. Yeah, because they don't know any better. I guess is the no, they don't. Of, but like I say, you yeah. know, we're saying, oh, it's like a prison wall, but the kids don't give a shit. They're laughing, they're playing. It's you know, it's like kids on a break at school, right? Yeah. Um, although, as June herself pointed out, it's a school that would cut off her finger if she tried to read. <laughs> so. You know, yep. ba- yeah, balance checks and balances here. Uh, so, you know, and then you know, we have this moment where um, Mrs. Lawrence is freaking out, and then June sort of has to come around and comfort her. And I thought that moment was well done. I, I, I like the idea of like 
June actually having to feel the guilt of like what she's kind of talked her into, and then and you know, abandon trying to see her daughter and be like, okay, this is not necessarily more important, but this is my fault and I have to deal with this. Yeah, taking responsibility, and then, and then seeing like Lawrence himself kind of like give her the eye. Doesn't say anything to her. He just bit the of a glare. cold shoulder. Yeah, um, and that's that's effective. Uh, but the, the 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 big climax of this though is the the final hanging where the Martha that was trying to help her is walked out onto the onto the stage and you know june has to be one of the the handmaids to help kill her for trying to help her Uh, and it really it puts in perspective again this idea that you know like if she's going to be fighting some sort of war trying to get out like everyone who helps her is in danger and she has to bear the responsibility of this um i think where the episode in part feels a little bit wheel spinning is that we've kind of made this point a few times and yeah. we don't necessarily need trying that again. Trying to see Hannah again, even to that point. Yeah. And it makes sense she's still tried. I mean, it's not like a character for her to still do this. It's just from a from a narrative perspective. There was no new motivation to do it. There was yeah. no new reason to do it. It was just she's like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll tell her we're starting something. Right. It felt like this school is kind of okay. You kind of get one opportunity to do this. You get one chance, and this kind of felt like she was just wasting it a little bit. Like it didn't feel important enough to be that one chance to do what you needed to do. Yeah, um, it's. It, I don't want to shit on it too much because I think the episode is again very solidly made. It is. It feels like we're kind of repeating some beats that we had. I, I think alternatively, the stuff in Canada is a bit more interesting because that's probably the best stuff yeah because it's it's um emily being asked all these questions uh to to assert like like her relationship with nicole and uh her fitness to be some kind of guardian or you know like who who she was as someone who's who who, you know left with nicole and they're asking like oh so did did you really steal a car and like attack someone and technically yes that's true (laughs) yeah and it's weird because all of these things are pretty terrible when you just say them outright you know the way they're questioning it's like did you stab the, your supervisor like it sounds like yeah she, she did some pretty terrible things but then in context of course yeah and that you know her wife is like hearing all this for the first time and she, she kind of chimes in and says no do you have any idea what they did to her like you know like what she was fighting yeah. against um and she tries to like say hey you can talk to me about this stuff you don't have to bear this alone and she doesn't do that but she does open up a bit to moira um and they, you know, they're having drinks, and Moira's got to go because she, because because she's trying to bond over over being gay essentially. And she's like, "Oh, you went to this school? Do you know this person, that person?" And she can't find any common ground. <laughs> and she's like, "This is weird. This is like well, the only two gay women on the planet who can't find like uh, a yeah. you know connection." Um, and it's just Moira being kind of charming and trying to cheer her up, but she's going to this thing where she's going to like protest uh, some Canadian it minister. Was the minister yeah. yeah. Um, about you know them even considering or communicating with Gilead about possibly you know extraditing the call, and yeah. you know Emily's like, can I come too? And she's like, well, yeah, if you want so to. That sounds like fun. And but it's it's kind of her finally letting off steam because you know she's just kind of there for the first little bit as Moira shouting at the guy, and then when she says you know when he says something like um. The mother surrendered her rights. Yes, uh, she says no. She didn't. She, you know, gave me her child to bring here, and like she finally starts to kind of speak up and let her energy out, and yeah. it feels like she's really kind of waking up in a way. Um, 
so that that was a really great scene and then i think the scene where they're in the jail cell afterwards and they're, you know, they're kind of leaning against the bars with each other yeah. and i love how they're, they're literally in a jail like they're, they're in a prison cell and it still feels that they're, they're, they're less in prison than they were in gilead yeah yeah um and i, I love like you know because because they, they kind of admit to each other the worst things they've done where emily's like because because you know when she's asked in the interview earlier on she's like have, have you done anything else that gilead would consider illegal and she's like probably <laughs> and she's like yeah i kind of poisoned one of the wives at the, the colonies and my was like yeah I, I killed uh you know a commander. a commander and i didn't need to like he was asleep and i was escaping anyway but i, I just wanted to i just wanted to and they kind of the lament for a second like what did that place make us like what did we turn into to survive and it's like it's, it's this this kind of like harsh reality of like anyone who's ever been through a war for example what you have to become to even like get through it yeah, and yeah. It, but then the, there's this there's this moment where Morris says yeah but have you killed anyone since you got out it's like no well me either so you know what we were isn't what we are now it wasn't a permanent yeah so. yeah but you know it's, it's this trauma they have to live with it's, you know, it's, it's that classic kind of ptsd of like going you know having to yeah. deal with what you went through when you were in combat essentially and for them in a lot of ways it kind of was uh, worse even than, than that um yeah you know so i thought that stuff was really well done um and all those moments really connected with me the the june stuff um some really well handled moments like you know because the, the shot at the end when um because I, I i actually like this element of it at the start of the, this, the episode when they're told to like just leave after they've, they've, they've uh pulled the ropes and whatnot yeah uh june actually starts moving early before she, before she's told yeah. to disperse she's already like come on then. yeah and she's just moving and like, everyone just kind of falls behind but at the end of the episode you know after this the, the trauma of doing this to the person that tried to help her everyone else leaves and she's still standing there holding the rope and there's, again it's the bird's eye shot of just her yeah and it was at own. the start like you know it's kind of become routine this was like the you know the third hanging this week you know she almost become numb to it like as soon as it's done all right off we go she's she's ready to go it's fine yeah uh, this one you know the, the personal weight got to her yeah and like so again really well bookended and i i, I love her losing her shit like you know she starts storming and you know who she's going to go talk to you know where she's going she's going to your walking partner she takes yeah. off her of her like wings. i always call sorry i think they call them wings they do i always call it the the the, the uh what do you want me to call it a cone i always call it a cone. it makes me think of dogs with like a cone on I, I can see that um but like yeah so she she comes up and confronts her and says you know what she's like oh you, you, you know well, she doesn't even confront her she's actually going to just walk ahead and she's and you know our walking partner says you should you know you're, you're lucky and she's like yeah. oh this bitch is you know she turns around like okay she's asking for it and what did you do you know what did you do it's like oh i i, I you know I, we protected you you know lydia asked me to look look you know we, keep an eye on you saved you yeah we saved you and she and my favorite part of the scene actually because and probably the best scene of, the, of june's entire plot this episode i loved how all their handmaids formed a circle around them so that in case anyone was watching they couldn't quite see what was happening they were trying yeah. to shield the you know the the guardians from seeing that someone was attacking someone else yeah i thought the actual attack bit and where she's screaming didn't play for me. i think it might be the first time in this entire show that i wasn't sold from elizabeth moss acting oh really yeah, yeah, that 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 moment it kind of just didn't land. It came borderline comical when she was screaming in her face. Not quite, but it was like not. I wasn't feeling it. Okay, um, okay. 
Um, I think it worked well enough for me. I, I liked the the scene. I liked her on Lucian. It's, it's this idea that Juni keeps getting in positions where she could be caught and like you know sent away because of any of these transgressions, and she's just not giving a shit anymore. Uh, it really paints a picture of where she is. Um, but I will say that this episode does kind of feel like uh, I don't want to quite call it filler in a in a way, but because I, I do think there's some important important plot beats here or there, but. I don't feel like we got anything new out of her her turmoil in Gilead this episode. No, no. Like I say, I think there is filler in this episode, but it's not an entirely like it's not like you know if something's a filler episode, it's usually you can just skip it, right? If mm. you really wanted to, you you shouldn't, but you could. This I don't think is quite at that level of like oh well, it's skippable if you need to, right? You know, if you're running low on time, or whatever, because there are important things in there. But there are elements of it that um, in the episode do feel like filler. Like you say, you know, a lot of Dune's plot feels like, okay, we're just doing this, so we've got a Dune plot. It would be interesting to me to see, like, are we going to be in a bit of a lull for a few episodes before we start ramping up for whatever the end game? You know, the last three or four episodes is going to be. Is that I going to be your? Hope not, because uh, you know I don't want that, but it seems very possible. Because I wonder if the end game of this season, you know, changes the status quo again, um, and if so, like, did did they not change it enough to sustain, you know, enough stories for a whole thirteen episode season? Is is that the problem we have I, right now? I I don't think they did, frankly. I think a lot of the stuff with Commander Lawrence has has felt no different to a war. Not all of it, obviously. Some of it has felt different, but um. All of the stuff when she's out of the house house has just felt the same. The same. Yeah. All all of the stuff where they went to Washington. The only difference is that we had a scene with Lawrence going, Hey, you going with them for a bit. Yeah, I mean, I like the stuff in Washington for the most part. I liked seeing how like dark and like miserable that was. Um I, I think the Lawrence stuff, I like Lawrence, I like when they lean into it, but the problem is is they've not really leaned into it since like episode three. <laughs> like it's been a yeah. while now. Um, yeah, like all, all the stuff with the you know the the underground out coming out of his house, and him being sometimes more directly involved, it just has been barely touched on in you know like you say you know three or four episodes now. Yeah, they should really really get back to that. Um, and we're we're dealing with you know the, the sex tradition, the Nicole. Obviously, we have to talk about Lawrence and oh no, Lawrence, sorry, uh, Fred and Watford. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Serena. And Serena has like showed around this house. There's like one house in the neighborhood, you know, where these other commanders live that's not been like renovated yet. And uh, you know, I, I did like the subtle directing touches in this house a little bit, uh, where we see the newspapers on the table, which are which they're not allowed to read. Um, yeah. they go to the the, the 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 previous daughter's like room, and it says her name on the wall in letters. And I'm like, I mean, you can't look at that wall <laughs> technically if no, if, you're, no. if you're playing by the rules that you're supposed to play by. I think they could look at the wall and just not read it they can pretend they don't understand it right because mm. they, they have to they, they will naturally see words there's no getting around that um you know at times well actually in I, front of them i think to a point they actually theoretically they don't that's why all the street signs have been taken down that's why um you know when they go shopping nothing has labels on it like like they're trying their best to make sure they never see words. Like they're really trying. No, no, you, you're right. But like in their homes, the commanders have books. Sure. And the wives, well, even if they just walk past the shelf, they're in the aisle. You know, they they they're seeing them. They can see but not read. I think. Mm, okay. Um. So. Oh, this this was really dated as well. There was a there was an original Xbox controller in in it. 
There were, yeah, I noticed that actually. I noticed those extra buttons. Um, so we see Warford, the other commander, is still kind of flirting with him, if you want to call it that. Yeah, a little bit. You know, not got, too much, just just enough. Got his arm on it. You know, stay close. You know, beat being Washington. Uh, just holds his hand in his arm just a little bit too long. Uh, yeah. But they're the reconnecting. Ultimately, this episode is like, no, we're we're going to get back to the point where we're we're a happy couple again. Where. The other wives are kind of talking Serena, and it's it's almost like Serena's been reseduced by Gilead because these other wives are kind of like, "Say, this is how great things are here, and how happy we are, and you know, like you can have this house, you can have all these kids, and you know, yeah. you know, Fred's getting a better job, and like they're happy. They go for a date, and then they end up at this gala thing, and they they start dancing. We have this big dance sequence, um, and it's fine. It, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's fine. kind of the necessary beats. It's the, it's the fine C plot, if you will. And I like the B yeah. plot a lot. But I think the episode just suffers from feeling that we're spinning our wheels a little bit. And I think, to a point, we have been desensitized to a couple of things. And I think... I did get like a bit of a gut punch when it was the person we knew at the end. But the first time at the start, I feel like, okay, we've, we've done this a few times. Like we, we, we've... It kind of didn't feel... I think that was... It intentional on the fact that you know even june's just kind of desensitized to it yeah she's true. walking off it's they say you know it's, it's the multiple one that we you know it's it's casual like they're not even paying I, attention really. i would argue that the direction isn't correct for that scene because i think the camera work still plays like it's a big dramatic moment and i think it does it's all the focus on the ropes yeah. it's, it's uh the intercutting with the other the, you know, MGM production, Hulu production, all coming up at the start. Yeah, I, I feel like if, if that's intentional, that's actually quite a good idea that she's now desensitized to it as well, so so should we. But I think the direction should play that. Like, have it be just a medium shot on her the entire time and just not give a shit. Like, you kind know... Kind of almost play it boring. Yeah, because that's how it's supposed to feel. Um, You you could do that. Because um, I, I, I do think that's how she does feel, given that, you know, she just kind of walks off. She just goes through with it. She's not even thinking about it. Maybe, maybe just one close-up of her and then just switch to a wide shot for the rest of it so you can see everything and then just leave it there. Just leave it be static and yeah, flat on yeah. the frame. Because um, like you say, it does the close-ups of the ropes, it does the close-up of her eyes, it does the close-up of the people put, getting the nooses on their heads. It's a, it's a very dramatically shot scene. It is. And then ultimately, that's not the feeling that we're getting from it. And it almost gave me this feeling of like, you're not... like your direction's failing me here. And I didn't quite put it together when I was watching the scene, but I think this is it. I think it's it's not the feeling we're, that they're actually going for. And because of that, it's actually feeling incorrect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we've got it. And that sets the episode off on a bad foot. Yeah, no, it does. It does. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm okay with the try to escape again. I said she couldn't at the end of last season, but the difference being here is that this is with Hannah, potentially. Like she's trying to set up an escape with Hannah. That's why she stayed. Yeah. Um... I think the problem is is that it doesn't feel different enough to previous attempts, and um, we really have to kind of shake up how it feels. Um, and I, all you have to do to do that is have Lawrence be more involved with her and have like them actually planning together or whatever. Like, have that yeah. be more of a thing. He's well, felt like earlier on in the season when she was you know having to choose between you know okay who's going to be a Martha who's going to get yeah. sent off right, like and making those tough decisions and okay even if he wasn't directly really helping that much he was helping a little bit and you know in her it felt like he was grooming her and that's kind of felt like it's been dropped since then yeah i don't think it actually has been dropped it just feels like it's just on the back burner for whoever goddamn long right but the thing is that's probably the most interesting thing this season that's the big new thing right well i like i I like serena going to going to canada i enjoyed that stuff but yeah I, i do as well um, but I think the problem is, is that since she got back and they've wanted um, to try and get Nicole back, 
that kind of took took June away from the plot that she was in and changed it into the, the, the Nicole plot. And yeah, and then theoretically, this episode was the chance to get back on track with that, and it didn't at all. And it's it's fine if the if if, if the Waterford stuff's still going to be Nicole like trying to get Nicole and Canada sure. as well because them dealing with that like they, they were that battles being fought now, but with June specifically, it feels like we because it felt different enough. And I was like, and you know, I was quite positive on the the first few reviews, and then I, I still was relatively positive the last couple. I like most of the last episode. I just thought it got a bit too I much. I had more problems than you at but... points. Um, bad this one i definitely felt the, the wheel spinning a little bit uh, so i yeah. hope it it what's funny though is that the reviews for the first six it was specifically the first six were, were kind of like lukewarm and i felt like it was this one after the six that was the one that was like this is the one I, where I, I could see the review being there yeah i was feeling it in episode six just because of you know uh, you know the whole well five and six to a degree with the, the whole oh we're doing the nicole thing and i that felt like we were just undoing stuff and going through that motion of kind of resetting the status quo a bit hmm. um so i mean i was feeling like a little bit but not as much as the reviews made out and then you know we hit this one and it's like oh okay now i feel it yeah but this wasn't reviews <laughs> you know, no, it wasn't. Those, so it's it's just funny that it's kind of went that way i guess they're smart that they could see it going that way um i just yeah so i'm hoping i'll pick back up like it's not a big deal if there's a couple of long long episodes in the middle it's not the end of the world um, it's not no um and this show's had such a high bar uh, in season one and you know, fair I chunks think, uh, of season two that the problem is because correct if i'm wrong season one was only 10 episodes it was yeah and this is like season two is with 13 right as far as we know yeah so i guess the problem is maybe we should have dropped back down to 10 because you know maybe maybe that's the problem there's just a couple too many episodes here now that could They're be like, oh, with 13 we can make 13 let's do it I mean, if that ends up being the thing, if if we get to the end of the season, we say, oh, there was two or three in the middle that weren't as good, and you know, cutting to ten would have fixed that, then great. But I'm not going to be that mad at for three weaker episodes out of thirty. No, I'm not either. You know? But it will be it'll be a a minor annoyance that was that there would be such an obvious fix, right? Yeah. It's just, just revert to the ten, and but I mean, so I almost hope it's not that. You know, if it's just a one week episode. Yeah, because because if if they do Nicole back, if Nicole if we do actually go through this plot and Nicole is sent back to Gilead, um, the fallout from that should be very interesting in how we deal with that. Um, yeah, and I'll be honest, I, I don't actually know which way it's going to go at this point because I feel like that would be the thing to do for the most drama is having Nicole be sent back. But at the same time, I, I almost see see the potential in Serena's plot if they don't get Nicole back, and it's like, okay, what is does Serena like go spiraling from that and go crazy? Yeah. Like the the problem is if they do get Nicole back, there's a whole oh now June's got to rescue Nicole again, true. presumably just after she's rescued Hannah, and it'll just <laughs> be this cycle of oh okay she's rescuing a kid. That's why she doesn't go back to Canada this time. She's got another kid to rescue. Oh yeah, we can't end the season with her making that choice again. No, we can't. can't. We can. Um, I I think stuff was evolved enough in season two that I wasn't feeling this this burn that I think some people were at the time, um, and I wasn't even feeling it at the start of this season. It was it was really this episode where I felt like we're just going through the motions a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, so, um, still good stuff in there. Um, but if I was you know if I was rating this episode, it'd be like in the six to seven range. You know, there'll be rate individual episodes, but you know, which in this show I don't think has ever hit that for me. Um. It was, if you go back to season one, I'm pretty sure it was like nines and tens, like <laughs> all, all all down the season, most lately. Yeah, probably. Um, I think this is, uh, if I was to, it probably falls down at around a six because while I like the the B plot a lot and the C plot is fine, 
the a plot is what i'm not really feeling and when that's kind of your biggest yeah. plot that's quite a problem maybe we should start rating episodes i don't know by the way i haven't been doing that because there's the problem of do you rate everything on a uniform scale of kind of like you would with film right yeah it's, it's that or do you kind of rate it against its own metrics of a show like this is a six compared to the the nines and tens of season ones but compared to you know, a show we don't like, is it actually a, you know, a 7 or an 8? You rate it within its own show because ultimately it's irrelevant how this compares to season 5 episode 2 of of uh, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. It's sure. irrelevant. You know, yeah. all that matters is how does this rate for people who watch the show. Um, yeah. So, you know, I guess the only, the only time you're kind of going universal is maybe with episode 1 because you're saying is this good or bad? And then from yeah, there and, on... But that's, that's got its own unique appeal of, okay, is this good or bad enough to get you invested into the show? Is it does it make you want to come back? Does it succeed as a first episode? I'm giving this episode a six point five. Well, I'll give it a six. <laughs> I love how so many shows that we're halfway through right now just going to start getting ratings all of a sudden. <laughs> no one's going to know why. No, we're going to go look, just just go watch the Handmaid's Tale. We went through it all there. <laughs> oh dear. Um. No, uh, so, so you know, like not its best episode by any means, but hardly painful to watch either. Just let me make that clear. It's not. No, uh, maybe a little at points, a little dull because it does feel repetitive. But yeah. Not, never painful to watch. No, certainly. Yeah. So, uh, that is that is Hamid's Tale, uh, episode seven of the season. We will be back with next week with episode eight, of course. Uh, let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. It helps us out a lot if you do. Uh, rate the podcast on a podcast app if you're choosing whatever one you're using. Um, if you're choosing whatever one you're using, that was a nice little. I just sort of looked into a nice little rhyme there. Uh, oh, you're going to be reusing that to death, aren't you? So you can support us, of course, financially over at patreon.com slash TV, where you can support us for as little as $1 per month, and you get bonuses, extras, some early stuff, and you get to keep all the shows coming. So uh, go over and have a look and see, see if anything tickles your fancy. As for other stuff that we do that you might want to check out, um, we are reviewing various other shows right now. Um, we're just about finished season two of Dark on Netflix. We're working through Too Old to Die Young on Amazon Prime. Uh, me and Tara are reviewing weekly uh, Big Little Lies season two, which may, may be the most relevant to this one. Um, yeah, coming very shortly, as in like tomorrow, is uh, is Stranger Things. Oh, within 24 hours of this going up, the first Stranger Things season three review will be up. So there you go. Uh, go, go look for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, that is us. So thank you once again. Uh, we do have we have shirts and stuff. I've not mentioned this in a while, but there's links in the description to our uh, spread shirt stores for both the US and the UK, whatever one's more convenient. Um, and you can get like mail fuzz shirts and hoodies and hats and stuff uh, but that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching TV guys have you got any vanilla <laughs>